Welcome to 11 Days, podcast number five. Once again, we have our guest, Alberto, from Newness of Life Ministries. How are you doing, Alberto? I'm good, Joel. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, just to let you know, because we haven't been talking much, that um, getting a lot of really good responses back from our discussion. So I just want to thank you for that and your openness and your relationship with the Lord. And thank you. Yeah, just just been really good. So um, previously, I had called Alberto uh, to do a discussion on deliverance because it is it's a fact. I mean, Jesus says it. You know, these those that believe, not you know, that they will cast out demons. They will heal the sick, you know, they will speak in tongues and so forth. So it's not a maybe. It's not those that believe might cast out demons. It says that they will. And I'm going to share my belief with you real quick, Alberto. And again, this is my belief. And if you don't agree as a listener, that's fine. I'm open to learning um, and I'm open to being wrong as well. So this is the understanding that I've gotten um, Alberto, as you, <coughs> excuse me, if you've known for years that I've been involved in many deliverances, um, I've been in de- involved in people that don't know Jesus, whether it was on a street and casting literally the devil out of someone on a street corner. I've actually witnessed the power of worship be so intense that, de- that demons manifested in somebody. And then the Lord had us take care of that one as well. And I've also dealt with the demonic realm pertaining to landers, you know, so for houses, all of us have seen the TV shows, you know, exorcisms and, and all this stuff. But the truth of the fact is, is that they exist. And the purpose of the devil was to eat our flesh. And I, that's something that I kind of like want you to share first, or just a little bit, because I really appreciate your understanding on, you know, the job of the devil. And you had said to me one time, you said the devil's the greatest servant of the Lord because he's always doing what he what he commanded him to do. So before <laughs> we get into maybe the deliverance part, and I already foresee what's going to happen here. I believe that the Lord is going to probably just return this right back to identity because that's just something that you and I seem to always get into. So a lot of people are like, well, why did God create the devil? You know, knowing that he was going to come against him, you know, because he was the worshiper and him and one third of the angels fell. Jesus said, you know, in Luke, you know, I saw the devil fall like lightning, Mm -hmm. you know, resist the devil. The devil comes like a roaring lion. You know, we know the scriptures. So, Alberto, I'd like to hear your perspective on maybe many people that ask the question, well, why did the Lord even allow the devil to be here? Why not yeah. just not do that? So, yeah, just, you know, take a few minutes and, and share that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a uh, it's an ongoing question, I think, since, you know, even maybe you know, maybe the first century Christians, uh, why the devil this, why the devil that. Um, But a lot of the times is that our focus is so on the devil and what he's doing. You know, you have demonology schools, you know, you have 
um, oh, the devil works like this. And yet Paul does instruct us that, you know, to not be unaware of the devil's schemes. And he also tells us, you know, uh, you know, the devil's a thief, you know, an adversary. And, you know, it, the Bible kind of instructs us what the devil does and what he tries to do. But it, through my experience and just through even being on the street corners, you know, going into churches, you know, believer or, or non-believer or even new age people where they believe uh, in consciousness and the spirit, but yet they don't actually conform or, or should I say lean to a certain denomination as far as um, Christian denomination. They just say, oh, yeah, it's all Christ and it's Buddha and it's all this, too. And they don't believe they have demons because they believe that everything is good. <laughs> in a sense, that's true. Um you know, to the pure, all things are pure. So I don't have to necessarily fight the devil because I'm actually in resistance to God. So I, I submit to God and I resist the devil, sure. But but my true battle isn't actually with the devil because if, I, if I'm fighting with the devil, then I'm operating out of the old man. And if I'm learning what it's like to submit and what it's like to be, you know, to uh, allow God to conform me to his image and be sanctified by his love and his grace. Well, now my battle is no longer against the devil. It's actually um, a conversation that the Lord and the Lord and I have to have. So like like as you know, you were quoting me earlier is that the devil's the greatest servant of God, because, you know, all angels were created to serve the purpose of God. And as far as I check, nothing's changed. You know, and God tells the devil in the beginning, hey, you know, for the rest of the days, you you know, you're going to eat the dust. And the devil has been doing the exact same thing that God has commanded him to do since day one. <laughs> Therefore, you know, he's the best servant of 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 the Lord that we have. And that's obviously a uh, joking metaphorical term. But in reality, if you're in Christ and if you're hidden in him, the devil cannot find you. And that's where you get scriptures like. First John 5.18 says that if you're born of God, the devil cannot touch you. Well, if he can't touch you, then, you know, your warfare or the deliverance side is not on Christians anymore. Even though God does use Christians, it's actually uh, the deliverance comes through your relationship with God. So Jesus took away the sin issue and by his blood. Jesus took, you know, is currently taking away the sin habit because we don't have a sin nature anymore we have a sin habit but habits can be broken but that one little thing iniquity that's something that the lord has to work out in us and you know i've talked to many believers and i've talked to many non-believers and the one common thing and i'm gonna let you loose on this the one common thing that they all have in common is this is that they don't know what to believe and they don't know what If uh, if you believe that you have to crack open, uh, you know, some anointing oil and put it on the corners of your house in order for these demons to leave, well, then great. Then crack open the anointing oil. Let the demons go, by, you know, by anointing the house. And if you believe that, you know what, I'm going to drive around uh, my neighborhood and I'm going to pray in the spirit or I'm just going to, you know, call down the, you know, the grace of God and then these demons are going to leave, then great then now you're, you're offering deliverance in that moment. But if you also believe that, hey, I'm a child of God, the devil's not allowed here because I'm light and everywhere I am, darkness gets exposed and flees, then that's great too. So there are many different avenues that people take 
in order to get the same result. And, and, and it's not like, you know, it's not like this sector of, of Christianity is better than this one. And this one has it figured out. And this one is still behind and stuff like that. You know, we're the body. And when we come together, we see the fullness of Christ. And um, I do want to get into a little bit more about, you know, the way Jesus. Um, and I'm going to leave it at there. I'm going to pause there because I want to hear your input. I've said a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I was thinking when you were talking, well, the first thing I kind of chuckled to myself because you had gone to identity within the first, you know, minute and a half. Yeah. And that's because to me, that is the greatest warfare is knowing who I am in Christ, mm -hmm. you know, because the mind is, uh, is the battlefield, you know, and you have all of these discussions, arguments, doctrines, you know, well, Christians can have demons. Christians can't have demons. I, I love what you had said years ago discussing this back at the home fellowship that you had said, well, Christians can have whatever they want yeah. because God has given us that authority. And um, it, I, I'll share my belief. I believe 100% that a born again Christian, you know, can have a demon. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, I've heard, heard them say well there's no scripture for it and oh there is scripture for it paul says something very interesting to timothy he said all scripture yeah is for edification teaching you know reproof and so forth and if you look at what paul was telling to timothy there well they did not have the completion of the canon until in the 300s right so paul clearly was referring to the pentateuch the decalogue the torah the septuagint you know whatever they had at that time. And so all scripture at this time, you know, would have definitely been Psalms would have definitely been one that would have been known, would have been one that was taught. And so I can take you to Psalms 83, just real quick for it, for the listeners as biblical proof that um, Christians can have a demon. And, and I can also come up with many other ones. I'm just going to share this one real quick. And I'm just going off a of memory here. But if you read through Psalms 83, it says that it says that, you know, for my enemy has made a tumult against me or they have made an uproar against me. They have come against those who they, they hate us. And then it says that they conspire one with another and they and they they create a confederacy against us. Mm -hmm. So because the last thing they want us to 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 see is if they can't have our souls, well, they're going to want to make us as weak as we possibly can, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and you keep reading through there and it, and it really gets, uh, I love how it's, it's written there. It talks about princes and it talks about nobles as you, as you get down farther in that scripture. And the author here, I can't remember who it was. David was wrote Psalms 83 um, or if it was Asaph. I believe it was ASAP wrote Psalms 83, not David, but anyhow. So yeah, it was ASAP. ASAP gets down there and he, and he talks about the nobles and the princes. He's actually describing the demonic realm, the powers and principalities. Mm -hmm. And for those listeners that don't understand what principalities are, well, principalities are basically a delegated hierarchy or government. You know, you, you have the president, you have the governor, you have the, the, 
the mayor, you have the city, you know, the clerk of the township, you know, that's the delegate of the principalities and that's how the devil's realm works as well. So, and then it says, as you read down there, it says for, they look to take possession of the houses of God. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's really interesting statement. Some, some of your translations might say they look to take possessions of the pastor lands of God. Um, regardless, the devil doesn't need to look to take possession of anyone else because he already has that possession of those that aren't yet in Christ. Yeah. You know, like we've talked about before in our, in our discussions in our podcast that the father of the old man was the devil. We, we were plucked out of the kingdom of darkness and placed into the kingdom of light, yeah. you know, of the heaven, you know, of Jesus Christ, you know, uh, that's Colossians 1, 13 ish in that area. But so, and, and before, and this is also something that you had also said about avenues, different avenues. And it's important for the listeners to understand that, that we understand that many people are called to walk and to pray. I've been in that realm. To, to tear down, you know, for the salvations of souls, because intercession is a huge part of ministry. Yeah. And, yeah. W- and without these that are out, you know, interceding and tearing down strongholds and stuff, you know, those of us that go to preach the gospel, you know, we would, we couldn't do it. I call those people the John the Baptist ministry, yeah. you know, they're preparing, they're preparing the way for the word of the Lord. So, but I think today more so Alberta, what I want to talk about is, our own personal walk yeah. with God, not, not my personal walk as a minister, not my personal walk as a preacher, teacher, you know, but my personal walk with God, I know that, that when I began to believe really in the gospel, that scripture you had said, first John five eighteen, for those who are born again, do not sin. God keeps them. And the devil cannot touch him. And I'm like, well, 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 hold on. What's this? Right. You know, because I had believed that the devil could touch me. And therefore it goes with what you have said before. Well, well, you're a Christian. You can, you can have whatever you want because Jesus does say that he says anything that you believe, you know, that you will receive. That's, you know, Mark 11, 22, 23 there. So yeah, it's, I could literally never give you an opportunity to even talk Alberto because um, I'm, I'm very passionate about this because I see something that you had said. I see so many Christians focusing on the devil. Yeah. And, and something that had come to me one time, you know, it's like, well, why in Genesis is the devil a little serpent and in, and in revelation, he's a great dragon, Mm -hmm. you know? And I believe it's because, we've made them that way in our mind because the mind is the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for, for the listeners is that, you know, we have to kind of take a step back and, and really uh, take deliverance from a position of who God is. And God is a spirit and he get he's communicated by word, you know, thought images, you know, dreams and stuff like that. And, And you can only truly hear God in spirit and in truth. Now, because God is a spirit, we have to realize that our warfare is not of this physical world, or it's not carnal, if you want to say, but, but it's a spiritual battle. So, so when you're in uh, warfare or deliverance mode, which I know it's, it's one of the same to me, really, deliverance and warfare, because what you're doing is you're going up against an entity. You're going up against a demon. You're going up against a lie that has been rooted into someone's, uh, you know, heart 
for maybe since they were five years old, you know, like uh, for me, for instance, because you want to talk about personal deliverance is that, um, you know, I had this abandonment and this shame and, um, you know, just just this orphan spirit, if you want to call it that, because I was adopted and I didn't think anybody loved me. I didn't think anybody wanted me. And, uh, you know, why did my parents, you know, give me up for adoption? You know, this this family that has adopted me, they don't actually love me that, you know, they, they were forced to adopt me because they felt bad. I was coming up with all these excuses, but it never occurred into my heart until the Lord showed me that, hey, they they adopted you because they love you. So now all of a sudden the truth came into my heart and I was delivered from that lie and I no longer saw them as the enemy. I saw them as God's blessing in my life. I saw them as God's goodness in my life, which caused me to repent, which is to change my mind about my family. And, and I got delivered from that lie. And now I can actually have a growing relationship with that person because I'm no longer on the defense. I'm actually on the offense to love them like Christ does. So that it's a spiritual issue, right? Now, I know that yeah. Paul also says, you know, I believe this is in Galatians. He says it is for freedom. Christ set us free. So do not yet put yourself under a yoke or a burden of slavery again, right? So we often put ourselves under this, this delusion or under this, uh, these lies or in, in a way to where, uh, you know, we become the victim. And the devil uses things like that in order to get, if you want to call it, under our skin, right? And if you look at Jesus, the one thing that, that you can look at in his life is that there was essentially two great battles uh, other than the cross. There were two great battles that he fought. Now, the first battle was in, was in the wilderness when he was fighting the devil, right? And the devil comes to him and, and he tries to, you know, get him to eat the bread, get him to bow down and worship. And the one thing that Jesus does is he just goes, huh, let me fight it with the word, right? So here's Jesus fighting with the word and he comes out of the wilderness in the spirit and in power. So when you're fighting the devil, it's like, okay, I'm fighting this, you know, these words and stuff like that. But then you shift all the way towards the end of his life. And now he's in the garden and he's sweating drops of blood. He, he doesn't even know if he can take this cup that he's about to drink because he's no longer fighting the devil because he's already overcome him. Now he's actually fighting the will of God. And that's the deliverance that in my life that God has had to, to hammer into me is like, hey, you're fighting against me. You know, it's like, hey, can, 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 can you say that again? Yeah. So what, about that, because that is something that, um, you know, we know in Hebrews, it says that we have yet resisted sin unto bloodshed. Yeah. You know, and Jesus did. Right. You know, Jesus did resist sin unto bloodshed. But I, I really want you to emphasize again to the listeners about what you just said about what he was, you know, resisting, what the sin was that he, you know. Yeah. So, so in, in the wilderness, the devil comes to him and tries to get him to bow down. If you're the son, you know, command these uh, stones to be bred, worship me. I'll give you all these things, you know, serve me. So he fights the devil with the word of God, which, which that's easy, right? Okay. The word of God says this, let me just stand firm and fight the good fight. Yay. (laughs) You know, I'm winning against the devil and, and you can actually overcome the devil by practice of that, by standing on the word, by believing the word. But all of a sudden, you've done so much practice on 
standing against the devil. It's that when God actually comes to you and tells you his will, <laughs> now it's a lot harder. And that's what Jesus was going through in this garden experience where he's sweating drops of blood. He goes, you know, I let this cup pass before me. Is there another way? <laughs> and how many of us get, you know, uh, really wound up and say, is there another way? And it's like, it's okay to actually say those things. It's okay to actually, you know, have those feelings of like, hey, I know God is asking me to do this, but I don't really want to do this because this is hard. So it's okay. But here's Jesus. He's not fighting against the devil. He's fighting against not my will, but your will be done. And, and, and there's a deliverance process that we all go through. You know, deliverance through our soul, deliverance, you know, spiritually, which, Je which Jesus accomplished the deliverance of our spirit. Now, the deliverance of our soul is something that scripture talks about that is a process. You know, we are saved. Our spirit is saved. We will be saved, which is our, our body. And we're being saved daily. And that is the continuous uh, renewing. And that is continuous uh, deliverance of our soul. So I know this is more um, a personal walk as far as how deliverance works internally. Uh, but I want to get into how Jesus dealt with actual demons. I want to get into how Jesus was dealing with, uh, you know, uh, legions, right. you know, I want to get into how, how Paul was even dealing with demons, you know, when he was, you know, all yeah. of a sudden he's cursing and people blind. <laughs> I, I, I have, yeah, I, I have some of this. I actually had the, the, uh, Luke four, um, you know, Matthew four, Luke four, and then Luke 22 in my notes for this podcast. And you had just covered that. So that's really super awesome. And something that, that, has really been striking me lately is changing my mindset from where, you know, I would walk around and, and I would declare and decree and pray against and so forth. And then I look at the life of Jesus and Jesus didn't do that. Right. He, he walked in his identity, you know, mm -hmm. he, Jesus didn't run around. I rebuke you, Satan. And I do this and I declare and I decree. And, and there is a time for that. I mean, right. we're, we're not I'm not saying that you know and you and I talk a lot about the old man and the new man and when you were speaking the scripture had come to my mind and I opened it up in my bible here and I'm going to read it real quick I'm going to go to Ephesians 4 verse 22 in the reference to your former manner of life you lay aside the old self which I now check this out, Alberto, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. Mm -hmm. Now, the word lust means great desire. So our old man, like you said, we don't have a sin nature. We have a sin habit. That sin habit is what is still wanting to be corrupted with the desire of the deceit or the desire of the lies, which it previously had faith in. Right. Okay. But now our faith is in is in Christ Jesus, the, the resurrected son of God, you know, and, and so we we tend to still Paul says it. He, he, he says it was the sin that that deceived me. He, he says that the sin, you know, is in my members, you know, and yeah. this is what you were talking about was the salvation. You know, we're being saved, you know, my spirit saved the scriptures say that will return, you know, to to him who made it. You know, Peter says that at the end of your faith the salvation of your soul and and this is what's you know being renewed and then and then you know the next verse and that 
you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This, these two little verses, I'm going to read it one more time for the, for the, the listeners. That in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self. Put that guy, put him away. Just yeah. put him off to the side. And which is being what, which the old self is being corrupted in accordance with your previous desires, great desires for the lies that you believed. Right. Now, I'm obviously paraphrasing there. And that you now be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So he's saying, put all this aside and the former ways that you believed, you know, and and put that off the side and let me show you a new way, which is as he is, so are we in this world. Yeah. You know, Um, I could, like I said, I don't want to take this. I want to completely give you an opportunity to speak, Alberto, because I could talk for hours on this subject. Hours. So this anything is um, else, anything yeah, else. We're at 20, we're at about 24 minutes. I want to, again, try and keep this under 45. I've extended it from a half hour to 45 minutes because the, I have gotten a lot of positive feedback, Alberto, from our discussion. So I'm open yeah. to, you know, so there was this time and I'm going to share this story and then I want to get into a scripture and then we'll see where we're at. There was this time where, in my personal walk where I had believed that I had demons (laughs) and, you know, I've had these great encounters with Jesus and, you know, uh, great encounters with, you know, just random people that I've met on the street or, you know, at church. And, and I had believed that I had a demon because I wasn't operating in something that uh, somebody else was. And, I had went to this church and this person was just, uh, I mean, I thought he was the bee's knees, right? I thought of this, oh man, this guy's so cool. He's giving words of knowledge. He's prophesying. And I had previously walked in that at a very, very high level where I was prophesying, you know, I'd walk into a restaurant and I just knew words of knowledge and, you know, uh, I could see timelines for people all day long and it was easy. I didn't even have to muster it up. I can just walk into it. And uh, according to, my my thought process at that time was okay well i used to to walk in this very easily and and now i don't walk like this but this guy's walking in it this person's walking in it that person's walking in it and i had believed that i had caught a demon that i had to get rid of because i thought that the demon was blocking me from a spiritual gift from a, a character trait of god that i wasn't accessing and what i learned through that was Yes, God delivers us in many ways when we get saved, but sometimes he lets things linger around so that we can actually work on it with him because that's a relational thing. So even though I was prophesying and doing all these things in my infancy, I had to learn how to build relationships, but I couldn't learn how to build relationships when I'm constantly just trying to prophesy over people or give words of knowledge or say, hey, is your knee hurting? Is your back hurting? What's this? Let's get it healed. So I believed I had a demon. Now, this goes all the way back to what you believe you're going to have because it's a spiritual law that's in place. Jesus says, if you believe, you will receive. And that goes either way. You can believe for God's promises or you can believe for the devil's lies. It doesn't matter. So when you're dealing with Jesus in deliverance, there's a couple things that 
that he gives us an insight to. And one of them is that when, when the, when he cast out the demons uh, or the legion that went into the pigs, they said, you know, you're the son of God. And he hushed them because he didn't want people to know his identity yet. And then demons also said, well, Jesus, we know Paul, we know, you know, but who are you? So the, the, the identity goes across the board. It's not Christians knowing identity, but the demons also know who the son of God is, who the sons of God are as well. And when it comes to casting out demons on the street and casting out, you know, uh, you know, lies and things like that, we have to understand that the devil's a liar and he's never told you the truth in your life ever. Right. <laughs> and I was let, on the street. Let me yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so, I thought so, you were done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, this is going to tie everything I've said because it's kind of seems like I'm all over the place, but this is going to tie everything together. So, when I was on the street and I believed I had this demon, right? And I'm just like, okay, the only way for me to, you know, to, to get rid of this demon is to, to get it cast out of me. So, I went to every single person that I knew that was operating in deliverance and I said, you need to cast this demon out. You need to cast this demon out. And they went through all of their things that they could you know, think of to cast this demon out. Cause I told them, I think I have a demon of this or that. And they were asking me questions, doing this, come out in Jesus name. And I'm just standing there. And all of a sudden I, I get this sense of like, wait a minute, why, why am I getting a word of knowledge for this person? And then I'm like, Hey, and I told him the word of knowledge and he's like, yeah, you know, how'd you know? And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this totally worked. You know, they cast out the demon. So the next three weeks, not one word of knowledge. I'm just like, what the heck? Not one prophecy. What the heck? And the next uh, couple of days after that, I kind of went to one of my, my pastors and I was just like, you know, I think I have this demon. I'm, I'm angry. I'm this and that. And um, I start talking to him and all of a sudden I get a, a word of knowledge. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so these words of knowledge only come when I believe that I don't have a demon. Because the, the pastor told me, hey, you don't have a demon. You're okay. And I started to believe that. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I don't have a demon. All of a sudden, the words of knowledge started to come. The prophecy started to come. You know, God's voice started to come. So our, our access into the spirit definitely goes along with what we believe and what we don't believe. So I believed I had this demon. Therefore, guess what? I did because I believed it. But right. when I stopped believing, because, I, I because had the that. spiritual realm, the spiritual realm works on faith. Exactly. It, and it, it's, it, it can work for us or it can work against us, depending on where our faith is. And that's that's the whole conversation is that when I had gone through that, I said, OK, so now my mindset on deliverance is totally, totally changed. I'm not because I was the guy on the street saying, in Jesus name, I, com I command pornography to come out. I command this to come out. I command this spirit to leave. I command that spirit to leave. And though that works, this is what Jesus often did. The woman with the blood issue. Right. Nothing. He didn't do anything. But what happened? He said, I felt power. Leave me. I felt faith. Right. I felt something. Leave me. And she was healed because she believed that she'd be healed by the power of God. If she could just right. touch Jesus. When Jesus went to uh, the centurion or the centurion came to Jesus, I'm sorry, and said, I am a man under authority. And I perceive that you're a man of authority. I say to this person, come and go. And he does so. And then Jesus says this. I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. And yeah. that hour, his servant was healed. 
But yeah, and 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 again, like I keep hearing this ringing in my in my mind. I completely believe it's the Lord. Is again, we're not talking about deliverance for others. We're talking about our own personal deliverance right. within within our own soulical realm. I guess if you go there, within my own soul understanding. Right. You know, to you know, because I, this is one of my things that. I just, you know, Proverbs, it says to get wisdom, but in all things, get understanding, Yeah. you know, and Paul prays for, you know, in Ephesians for the people at Ephesus, that they would have the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation because the devil can come in and lie to us and snatch our knowledge and snatch our wisdom. But when we get the understanding of who God is, yeah. that's something that the devil can never, ever, ever. He can't pluck that seed when I get the understanding of who God was. Jesus had the understanding of who the father was. The disciples had the understanding of who the father was through Jesus. You know, yeah. like in the last podcast, we discussed, well, who revealed this to you? It surely wasn't flesh and blood, but it was my, you know, the father in heaven. And right. when, and I want to, I want to back you up a few minutes. So you were, you had, were talking about something and the scripture had come to me again. I'm going to Ephesians. I'm going to back up a chapter into chapter three and verse nine, which says, and to bring to light, what is the administration of the ministry, which which for ages has been get, hidden in God, and who created all things? Well, what is this minist- What is this administration of the ministry? But it's in order that the manifold wisdom of God, so that the knowledge of God, is is made known to us, the church, and now that it's made known to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places, mm-hmm. because because they know the spiritual realm; they live there. You know, and so they 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 live in that quote unquote faith realm, I guess, if you if you will. But when the manifold wisdom is made to the church of of that, that they are in Christ, they are hidden in Christ. And we begin to believe on the scriptures. The devil is at a loss for us because that's what we're doing. We're submitting to the Lord and, and then we resist, you know, and the devil will literally he will run in terror because he no longer sees Alberto. He no longer sees Joel, but he sees Christ because right. like, you know, like scriptures say, I am, I am the light in the Lord. Yeah. In him, I move and have my being. And yeah. when I can begin to put my identity in the father, then the doubt. And then, and then the, I'm beginning to see myself that way. Well, I believe fully that then then that's also where the enemy is going to see me because I'm actually hidden. Yeah. And if I'm hidden, well, therefore we have the fulfillment of the prophecy of the scripture that you had read quoted earlier that I can't be touched. Well, right. Why can't I be touched? Because I'm hidden. I'm hidden in Christ Jesus. I devil can't find you. Him. Right. I see the devil can't find me. And now when the devil can, can't find me, guess what I can do now. Now, I can do what? I can be w- w- gentle as a dove and wise as a serpent. Well, what's that wise yeah. as a serpent? That serpent can sneak through the grass and not be seen. And not and now now because we can be at such a place that I'm so set free by the truth because the truth will set me free. Yeah. Okay? That now I can actually be wise as a serpent and I can go and set other people's free. I mean, if you look at all the great men of faith you know all the the heroes of faith from hebrews 11 their faith actually created deliverance 
for others. Yeah. Many of them never saw the promise, didn't receive the promise, but their faith created the, de- the deliverance for others. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, you know, for our listeners, that that's a powerful understanding that because Moses, Abraham, all these heroes of faith, they knew God, they were free and in their freedom came and their heroes of faith became the deliverance for other people. Yeah. And, and so the devil wants to keep us at this place of, of the manifold wisdom of God, not being made known to me so that they can continue to keep me weak so that I'm not out sharing the truth. So others can get set free. Yeah. I, you know, I had, I could share testimonies for hours and I, this is the one I want to share when the Lord began to give me this revelation I don't know, four or five, six years ago, I have no idea, but this woman would come to uh, our meetings uh, and you know her, Alberto, so I'm not going to say the name, but, um, and she would say, Pastor Joel, will you pray with me to get rid of this demon? And this woman did have a demon. I mean, she would grumble. She would have demonic tongues. You know, she would, and, and every week, Pastor Joel, will you pray? And And so I had taken it to the Lord and I'm like, God, you're so much more powerful than this. Why isn't this working? You know, we're, we, we, we mute that, that demon every time we pray, but yet it comes back. And, and I, I've heard the theories, well, if you sin, you give access to the devil. Well, I knew this woman's walk. And, and honestly, Alberto, I don't even know where that's even at in scripture because Jesus took the sin of the world away. Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe it does. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I don't know the biblical proof for that one. So, yeah. Through prayer, you know, the Lord had given me the answer to help this woman. And so this woman again had come to me, Pastor Joel, will you pray for me, pray over me, for me, whatever, I need deliverance again. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, no, I'm not going to pray with you. I'm going to sit you down and put you in a program and you're going to learn the truth and you're going to set yourself free. Oh my gosh, I love that. I don't know where it's at, Alberto's in Proverbs or whatever, but it says deliver yourself right. from from the 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 hand of the fowler and the net of the gazelle or I don't know, maybe I got that backwards, but No, no, I know what the, you're talking about. The the point is the point is is there's that deliver yourself with the truth yeah. because the truth sets you free. Yep. You know, and, and this is what we're talking about because when we become free, now I can also fulfill that scripture where it says these signs shall follow those that what? Believe. believe. Yeah. We have to get to the point, Alberto, where we believe and then he sends us out to cast out the demons, to pray for the sick, to speak with other tongues. For a serpent shall bite you and it's not going to hurt you. Right. Be- because why? Because we first have to believe. We have to believe. And, and that's what you and I are discussing today. We're not talking about going praying for somebody and we're not against deliverance. We're trying to introduce a, a different thinking to renew our mind to yeah. our identity in Christ to deliver ourselves from the hand of the fowler or the, 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 the hand of the, whatever that's scary. I should go look yeah. it up, but that one had come to me. And, and so that's what I'm kind of saying like to people today and in, in my own walk, I could tell you yeah. stories about how the Lord had delivered me from, from the demonics, you know, spirit of anger you know oh, yeah. was mine which was actually a spirit of murder and not that i'm going to go out killing people but jesus says you know if, if you hate you know it's as of murder so of course so 
to be able to give the listeners a different avenue to be like, wow, I've been a Christian for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, and I'm still struggling. I hear this all the time with men. I'm still struggling with lust. And I'm like, let's try looking at it something differently then. Because you're still doing the same thing. Well, I cast it out. I break it. I bind it. I, I do all these things, but it still comes back. Well, yeah. it still comes back because your mind isn't renewed to that you really believe. Right. And, and I wanted to just share just a couple of things. And I'm going to let you close out here is that um, backtracking just a bit is that I, at one time I had this um, this vision and, and when I usually have visions, sometimes, you know, it's, it's just in, you know, in my mind and sometimes, you know, it's uh, with my eyes open and I'm seeing something, you know, in front of me physically. And this one was um, right when I was about to go to bed and I closed my eyes for the night and I asked the Lord, okay, is, is there anything you want to say to me? You know, what's, what's going on in the church? You know, what's, uh, you know, what's the deal here? And all of a sudden I, I hear nothing. And I just kind of sit there and I just see this, you know, black screen over my, my mind and everything. And then all of a sudden um, I saw this door open up and this door opened up and in this door was the devil. And I kind of got confused. I'm just like, oh, that's, that's interesting. I haven't seen him in a while. And, and uh, he has th this condom and he's trying to put it on me and I'm like fighting him in this vision and I'm physically, you know, moving in my bed and stuff like that. And, and I'm trying to fight him. And he's trying to put it on me and he's laughing, he's laughing and he's trying to put it on me. And all of a sudden I'm just like, okay, enough of this, you know, you got to go. And then he, he left. And then I was just like, Lord, what was that all about? You know, what in the world? Because in my mind, when it was happening, I was thinking, uh, this is a good thing. It protects me from AIDS. It protects me, you know, from, from having kids, if you're having unprotected sex and stuff like that. But then the Lord showed me, he's like, no, son, that's just what the devil wants you to think that he's doing a good thing. But what he's actually doing he was, he was trying to put the condom on you to stop the reproduction of sons. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, because the devil doesn't know my name. The devil didn't know Simon's name. The devil didn't know Saul's name, but he knows Peter's name. He knows Paul's name. He knows the disciples' names because they were, the, they were manifesting the sons of God. And that's the only name that he cares about, Jesus and the manifested sons of God, because he's a spiritual being and he can only see those things in the spirit. So that kind of changed my perspective on, OK, well, the devil's not trying to deceive me in any way. He was just trying to stop me from producing Jesus and, and, and other people or, you know, yeah. manifesting the sons of God. And I started to think to myself, and this was a while ago, I said, OK, I'm done casting demons out of people i'm done trying to figure out what's going on and spending you know 30 minutes trying to get this demon out which that does work sometimes you you, you know what demon absolutely. what's your name come out you know demon this absolutely yeah absolutely you know but then like what you said i started to say okay how about this how about i'll speak the truth to this person i'll see what lie is spit back at me and then i'll deconstruct that lie with more truth yeah, because so, and, the, 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 real quick, because there that scripture I had I had read because their sin habit was still desiring the lust of that lie. Right. That's, I mean, that that is the word of the Lord that, you know, that we had that I had read a little bit ago, you know, just I, I'm just confirming. 
Alberta yeah. with what you had said. No, absolutely. So, 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 uh, for an example, then I'm going to let you close out. So, uh, I was at a church gathering. It was a small church, maybe about 30 people in a home. And this person was, was, I, I don't want to say he was manifesting because there's a, di- there's a difference between manifesting and rolling on the floor and, you know, barking like a dog <laughs> versus manifesting frustration or, you know, doubt and things like that. So this person was, you know, we, I was kind of talking about prophecy and the effects of it. And, you know, the greatest prophecy was, you know, Jesus coming and stuff like that. And, uh, he wasn't a believer at that time. So there was everything in his life was a lie to him because he didn't know truth. He didn't understand truth. And obviously not everything as far as loving family and things like that. But as far as the church goes, everything to him was, was a total lie. The devil has totally blinded the hearts and minds of the believers. And that's what, um, you know, the, the Bible even says that, you know, that the God of this world has blinded the hearts, you know, of men. And if you can shine light on that, and not victimize this person of we have to get this demon out because then that just might actually cause more harm. But what if I came at it as, okay, I need to understand the lie that you're believing and I need to explain the truth in many different ways in order for this to pierce him because truth is truth. Now, rather he receives that or he doesn't receive that, it's the Lord who delivers us. So, so that, that's not even on me if he gets delivered or not. That's on the Lord. I'm planting a seed. I'm watering the seed. And, and now I just sit back and watch it grow as God does, everything. God does everything else. So in my personal life, deliverance hasn't become uh, this, let's get into warfare and put on the armor of God, even though that's good. It's more come to, let's have a conversation. Let's be relational. And let's get intimate about what you actually believe. And let me present to you the truth and you can either take it or not. Now, Many people have gotten free just by listening to sermons, listening to the truth, and they don't even feel the demons leave. They just start believing different. And all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, they're set free. But there's also a difference between being carnal and then having a demon. But that's a different talk. Yeah. Well, um, just to let you know, Alberto, that um, I get messages when I send these podcasts out, you know, that I got to listen to that again. I got to listen to that again. And. Because, you know, we are sharing, you know, some things that may be new to people and we're giving them, you know, we're basically backing up to some people, a possibly a dump truck of stuff and they're, you know, cause them to be confused and stuff like that. And Alberto and I both are just opening up that um, anyone can contact us and ask us these questions um, and be patient because we're, we both have families um, but we're more than willing to talk, to walk with anyone that has questions. And yeah. um, and you can reach Alberto, um, just Google Alberto's on Facebook, Alberto Car- Carlissimo. Um, you can go to my page, Joel Smalligan, look at him, find, find him. You can also Google Newness of Life Ministries and also find Alberto. Um, and I'm fairly easy to contact through, you know, social media. I, I, I want to close with this. Alberto, um, it's in Ephesians five. I guess the Lord's got Ephesians today, and I haven't even read it. I haven't been in Ephesians in a while, but um, it starts off, you know, be imitators of God. Yeah. And we had talked about Christ didn't walk around doing this, doing this, doing this. He spoke a word, and it was done. And well, he is the visible image of the invisible God. And then it goes on, and it says, you know, do not be, in, you know, 
partakers of filthiness or immorality, silly talk, you know, all these things. It gives us these rules. And, you know, don't be a moral, impure person, covetous, and all these other things. And it says, you know, don't be partakers in, in them. And then verse 8, for you were formerly darkness. And this is what's important. Mm-hmm. So when we become born again, see, we were formerly darkness, it says. But now you are the light in the Lord. This is that scripture I talked about earlier. This is your identity. You are now the light in the Lord. So therefore, walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light consists of all goodness and all righteousness and all truth. Trying to learn what is the pleasing to the Lord. And this is, this is our walk. We're walking with the Lord to try and find out what is pleasing to him. And, right. and, and we are pleasing to him, you know. And do not participate in unfruitful deeds. Now, this is what's really interesting because we hear this a lot in, in church, or I do. And therefore, do not participate in unfruitful deeds, but rather expose them. For it is disgraceful to even speak of the things which are done by them in secret. And if we look at those two verses, one verse is saying to expose them, and the very next verse says, don't even speak of it. So mm-hmm. in, in the carnal realm, our natural mind, those scriptures actually contradict themselves. And so I want to explain that. In, in the next chapter, it says, but all things become visible when they are exposed by the light for everything that becomes visible is light. I want to explain that real quick. And this is what I want to close with is to be able to change your mind. The gospel of Jesus Christ isn't the light came into the world to expose sin. It was that the light came into the world to expose the father. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we still believe that, well, we're going to turn that light on to expose the sin. But the truth of the gospel is in light. There is no darkness. And, you know, we, we, we know this. So, so here's the deal. When you're in sin, I may get stoned for this, but it's okay to invite Christ into that because he goes with us even to the depths of Sheol. Is, is mm-hmm. Jesus Christ a minister of sin? Shall it never be? But see, when we bring him, there's God, I need help. I'm in this mess and I need help. Turn the light on. Because when the light is so bright, we're going to see Christ because it's going to completely blot out the sin. And so we need to right. begin to change our mind that the light isn't turned on to reveal sin. The light is turned on to reveal Christ. The light is turned on not to convict my, me of my sin and make me shameful and all these other things. And therefore, this I'm reminded of it and therefore I walk in it. It's actually there to turn the light on and I see Christ and now I'm convicted of my righteousness. See right. the mindset difference of what I'm saying here? And, and this is the power of the gospel. This is yeah. the revelation to be able to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to focus on the light. I'm going to focus on Christ. I'm going to focus on that. I am this light in the Lord. And and, and it is no longer Christ who lives or it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So we'll close at that. We're at nearly uh, 50 minutes. So, so much to cover here. Alberto, I, I thank you and I bless you. Um, and your family and thank you so much for taking the time and i appreciate it hey anytime thank you man all right i love you man love you too man all right